It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back to the podcast. Zach Kyleman is back. We're going to try this out weekly if our schedule is allowed to talk to Chicago Bears. Preview or post game, depending on our schedules. But he's back to talk some Chicago Bears. Bears sadness, I think. Bears optimism right now, but it could be sadness. Yeah, he, he, come on, come on. We can't, <laughs> we can't jump in with the sadness until it actually shows up. Like, like, Got to be a neutral ground to start the year, you know? And I've, and you, you and I know we we've listened to all the positives, all the all the all the usual all preseason cannon fodder that folks that folks write up or talk about. The usual hype. Every team's got their hype. 
It's going to be our year, says all 32 teams in the NFL. And I sit here and go, wait till week one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we can reset that. Because I, I, you and I were talking coming into this, and I'm sorry to almost like steal your show to begin it here, but like we're talking at the beginning, like preseason, as much as I love it for the camp battles, as much as you do too, everything gets so overblown <laughs> until we actually go into playing in a game scenario where everyone wants to go win a damn game. Right. Like we, we were literally, we're jumping in hot. Uh, we, we pay attention to fall camp. We pay attention to all that. And, you know, I came in optimistic because everybody, whoever has listened, the tens of people that listen to me talk, I wasn't big on Justin Fields, but he's a quarterback that's not going anywhere. So I had to be positive, and we talked about, and we will talk about how you use him and how it should be you. He should be utilized. But I was optimistic. But then I get frustrated when I get on Twitter, and people are like, "Look at this dime he's throwing," and I'm looking at it, and I go, "This is a seven on seven in their practice, and or it's a practice where they can't hit him, so mm-hmm. he's able to do that." Now is it still a good throw? Yes. But they were like, oh, my God, it's his year. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, you're overhyping this right now because every quarterback looks like this right now. Pretty and, much. Every single one. And I'm like – and then, like you said, then we get into the preseason and Bears, I think, went undefeated. They won all their games, and it was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But it's preseason. Now it's positive, but, like, it's preseason. Right. right. You have to again. It's it's tempting the expectation, and I I almost I hate doing this whole wait and see approach because you know, look if you're a diehard fan and you think and you think that you're gonna we're gonna blow people out of the water and maybe get a wild card spot. If you think we're gonna get division, I don't. I think you're crazy unless something disastrous happens. But you know, if you think you're gonna get the wild card scenario and, and get a playoff position, that's great for you. I, I hope that's what we do. But I have learned. Vince, and from what I from recent years, and also just where the roster's at, and what you know the front office is wanting to do. This is not the year they are expecting to be hitting the big time. I mean, everyone's talked about it at this point. How much cap they got stored away for twenty twenty three? Like second to best in the NFL, they are banking on twenty twenty three. That is what they are doing. So this year, they are trying to see what they have get the most out of evaluating what is on this roster along with the rookies they drafted this year specifically those secondary guys by the way and then uh yeah then spend like crazy this year though if we like i said i'm i'm if i'm gonna go optimistic bears fan i just want a wild card bid give me Mm -hmm. a playoff bid because this roster that's all i would if we got there that means we got really far along the track towards what i think is rebuilding people won't say it to me it's rebuilding what we had a few years ago that's how I look at it right now. And I know this isn't breaking news because it was on there a while ago. I just opened up Twitter. It says Steelers QB number one is Mitch Trubitsky. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Speaking of. Good for, good for him, I guess. Good right. good for him. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I didn't even promote all your eight podcasts. See, we just came in oh, high yeah. and heavy. We didn't you, even promote. You don't have to. I mean, we can do that later. I mean, if you want me, I mean, I only really got two I do anymore. Sadly, Gridiron Gallery has kind of been put to the retirement um, at this time, or I guess more of a archive, but who knows? Maybe that'll get revisited later, a later date. Uh, otherwise, you know, I do, I do a USFL podcast. So, you know, 
I talk a lot of United States Football League. Good league, by the way. You should check it out. Season two is coming up uh, next spring. Draft coming up this fall, by the way, as well. So exciting times ahead. And it gives me chances to evaluate possible talent for, you know, the Bears to look at. Which Honestly, there were a few guys I was hoping they would look at. I digress. They didn't. Whatever. They did get one person on there, by the way. Demarcus Gates is on the practice squad. I thought he should have made the starting roster. What do I know? Um, and then uh, I also do Inside the Walls. It's Arena Football Show, National Arena League. Um, if you haven't checked out Arena Football, you should. It's pretty uh, fun, fast-paced game. We're talking like 50, 60 points a game for each team is pretty normal. So, um, yeah, those are kind of what I do on the side, uh, non-NFL season. During the NFL season, though, it's usually you and I. And then uh, I should let you know, too, we are restarting fourth and four again this year. So the uh, weekly uh, pregame kickoff show that we were doing with uh, Hilo Sports of Kelsey Coin, DJ Stewart, as well as my uh, partner from Inside the Walls, Jim Renier, we will be doing that again uh, Sunday mornings before you get your football action. Yeah, I those were fun to hop in and I just randomly comment and piss people off. I'll just say, all I got to do is hop in and say Jay Cutler and it just sends it all down, down. It's that's, it's going to keep being a joke. Although, Hey, my, my sympathy for Jay Cutler as I age is becoming like a fine wine. I, I slowly am, you know, I'm doing all right. When you go back and you look at, and you reread, I was, remember I was, I was like uh, middle school going into high school at this time. So like, I was just like, blah, blah, blah. He's throwing interceptions, blah, blah, blah. He's, doing this he's getting injured then you look at the line he had back then like what jerry angelo set up for him and then what phil emery set up for him <laughs> and then of course uh you know tressman not really being investing in defense back in the day yeah you oh. know what I, I i slowly am becoming a sympathizer and it, it is it has gradually been shifting that way for a few years now he only had 10 offensive coordinators or whatever it was. It was yeah, never... no big deal. You know, flip flip flops and all that. You know, Mike, Mike Martz, I used to defend him, but now more and more when I think about what he did to Greg Olson and I see comments about how he was with tight ends, not modern, by the way. Yeah, no, I sympathize a little more with Jay Cutler more and more. I'm less of the uh, bitter Bears fan that wonders what could have happened because I go, oh, yeah, this stuff should have happened and it's more – their fault for some of the resources that were available at the time. Yes. So, but anyway, yeah. yeah, I remember I was a part of that morning show. I didn't see the messages about it, so I'm not doing it this time. So these these shows can be over an hour long. That was a big frustration of like, it's an hour. It's I got to redo it, and I've got to do this. So if you, so I'm going to invite myself. If you guys ever need a special guest, you let me know, and I'll just. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll I, I guarantee you, we'll have you as a fill in. That's going to happen. So just, just uh, that's why I'm like, it's okay. We'll just do this. I don't have to worry about it. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. especially because Jay Cutler's podcast, that's the last thing. It's a great podcast. And like, yeah. you, did you listen to him and Brian Erlacher and, and all that talk? And it was, I, I got to catch up, dude. I've been so the last two months, like those two other shows, it has been a whirlwind of just like going and doing things. Um, so really, this this kind of lead up to the NFL season has kind of been a godsend to like slow down a little, right? Um, but that, I do need to listen to a few of those. Like I imagine the Erlacher episode has got to be incredible for having both those two on that same team back in the yes. day. Well, you got insight because Brian Erlacher was on Pat McAfee's show, so there was a little bit of like the insight to the Bears. Then he was on Bussing with the Boys, so you really got to hear that. And then he all of a sudden. It, 
Jake Keller posted it one day, like, oh, my talk with Brian Urlacher. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to listen to this. <laughs> he was on a media tour. That's what, that's what that sounds like. He's, sounds like his agent kind of said, all right, let's get you here, 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 and here. Get yes. your face out there for a little exposure. Yes. Um, I mean, he's not on the uh, – because he, he's not on Fox Sports 1 anymore doing that uh, – basically the Sports Center clone that he that they used to be doing. Right. You know? Yeah. He's not on that show anymore. But it's a nice insight to the way Brian Urlacher thinks about – his time with the bears and they obviously ask him about now and it's real funny his comments on it like he goes i don't know shit about what they're doing now like he's like you know <laughs> the only thing he brings up is man they probably won if they had lovey like that's all he ever says is if they had lovey of course he goes 10 and 6 and they fire him and so oh i, I, I bet he's i bet he's like that i mean you know i think that still is kind of nuts is you know we've gone down this long and winding path you know, and I understand. Like he, I kind of look at Lovey Smith anymore. The way that I guess maybe how people saw Tom Crean back in the day with IU for yeah. or a few years ago with IU, where you know he had that good season every now and then, right? Like, like it would be like it'd be like three season spans. Like you'd have two garbage years or so, and then you get a really solid playoff caliber year. And then would go back and cycle over again. You know, defense was always there, but it seemed like offense, it would just like, it would spark at the right moment and then would go and hit the doldrums again or an injury would hit, you know? And then, you know, they hit, they won, they won 10 games out, out of their 16 back in 20, back in 2012. However, the asterisk was they started out seven and one mm-hmm. and were looking like they were going to be a dominant NFC power that year. Until Jay Cutler, I believe, was fractured his thumb. And yes. after that injury, they fell apart. Minnesota rallied and beat them late in the year. They took the wild card seed after, again, Adrian Peterson almost broke the rushing record against Green Bay to seal the deal for that game. Yeah, I mean, probably was frustrating seeing that happen. And it sucks. And looking back, I still am, like me younger, I was upset about it. And honestly, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, we got 2018, but I almost kind of wish we would have stuck with them for a little longer. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, we went through a garbage road after 2012 to get to this point that we're at now. Yeah, I always said that 2018 season was great, but it was also bad because then the high expectations were like, oh, well, mm-hmm. we got to do this all the time. And here we are. This, this is where yeah. we're at. This is this is this is the trust level, you know. You and I, obviously, not very trusting until it actually shows on, on field, you know. Yes. Pract- practice control quality, on field production, they're two different things. You can't equate them the exact same way. And this is where we're at. Right. That's why. So we, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say that's why now we, we have to we have to do what is the hardest thing: tearing apart and breaking down a week one matchup <laughs> when there's uncertainties. On both the teams for the week one matchup. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, watching the, the stuff on fall camp, watching everything, going to the preseason, reading the articles about Iberflus and the players saying these have been the hardest practices they've had in a long time. And you read that and you want to be positive about it, but you there is trust issues in saying, like, you know, oh, this, does this mean we're going to be good? Does this, does this mean we've been in such a bad spot? And then was it Mooney or whoever said they've never done a scramble drill before and stuff like that? They said that, like, they never did it in, in, you know, the last few years. And 
so I'm like, oh my gosh, they never did a scramble drill with Justin Fields and Mitchell Trubisky. Does that explain a lot? Is that true? <laughs> Are they just talking <laughs> bad about their old head coach? Like, but you're right. That then we now we got to sit here and go. Okay, they've broken everything down. We've had interesting things. Roquan yeah, Smith. Yeah, that that's so weird because I, I I just looked. I'm sorry, I had to stop and double check. Yeah, Darnell Mooney said 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 that he that he and the rest of the team did not do scramble drills last season. Yeah, with Justin Fields. Yeah, we didn't do scramble drills with him. Yes, man. How do you how we how that was that is a that's that's a sin that's a coaching sin right there. Yeah, uh, high schools we do it, and I'm like. You're in the NFL. You have to work on scramble drills, especially with a quarterback that can move, that can run. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Matt Nagy was just, that was a whole nother, you know, thing. And, but yeah, you know, then we have a nice preseason, you know, 19 to 14 of the Chiefs, 27 11 with the Seahawks, 21 20 with the Browns, and everybody jumped up and down. And I'm like, you realize the Browns situation they're in right now, right? Like, you, we mm-hmm. understand what's going on. That's not something you jump up and down about. The Seahawks, they, you know what situation they're in. Don't jump up and down. They also held out, and for the Browns' sake, for example, I don't get why. Well, I guess I kind of do, but like, if you know. Deshaun Watson is most likely going to be suspended week one. Why are you trotting him out there to play any time during the year? Like, Jacoby Brissett should have been in the preseason starting week one through three. And they trotted him out. They trotted out Watson two weeks in a row. And then went, all right, Jacoby's our starter anyway because we still have that suspension. So now we're going to play him. <laughs> I mean, look, I, talk about silly. I don't know. I couldn't believe Kevin Stefanski even did that because it's just a waste of time. I, unless, unless they honest to God thought that he was in the clear because of all of them getting dismissed, but they still had four or so cases left. And I'm like, first of all, they should have signed him. That's a whole other issue. of Well, like, yeah, I mean, we could go into a whole separate show that's not Bears related on that whole signing, but it's been beaten to death. You all understand what is going on with that. So. Stay away from massage therapists, people. Don't. <laughs> Don't get 32 of them and stay away. Anywho. Be a, be- be a better person, okay? That's all, we, that's all we ask. But anyway, yes. Be, I, of all this stuff that has happened in the offseason, Rokon Smith and his contract disputes, and you know, we, you were talking earlier about this, this defense has been gutted. Besides a couple of players, it's been gutted. The offensive line has been in question. You had our draft pick last year and Tevin Jenkins not come out for a while and and everything and he's possibly going to be traded for a minute possibly going to be traded and you have all this stuff going on and you know so it's it's become a a big question mark but people are positive you had the perfect thing before people had their pitchforks and everything now everybody's like waving this this thing of like we're going to be good it's beginning of the year Everyone and everybody is going to be hyped up as we're going to be good. This is the typical beginning season sports mantra. It's the, there's there's a big curtain in front of you. You don't know what's on the other side, but you have to assume that something is because the team's going to be telling you behind this behind the scenes or on the side of the curtain. It looks great. We're going to have the best damn show in the league. I, I promise you. You know it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. And then you know maybe you do a little digging. Maybe you, you get a little more thoughts and opinions like we're talking about. You look at you know the pieces you lost and what you're replacing. 
what the Bears' plans look like compared for next year. You see that line hasn't really adjusted and that, okay, Lucas Patrick is the addition that's really great. But then you go, all right, Riley Reef, Braxton Jones, eh, okay. Cody Whitehair is a guard. All right, that's fine. They got Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> yeah. I, that was, that's more me joking because that came up and people were talking about it. But I, I digress. The line, the front set, the front lines on both on the both sides of the ball. If you're a Bears fan, you got to sit there and go, okay, I'm I'm monitoring these things like uh with a fine tooth comb because you know I I see what Matt's doing with the secondary. I think he's trying to make a def a four three defense that's relied on a lot of coverage sacks, a lot of time built up, getting lost in the pocket. If you're in the passing situations, my thing is you got to have got they're gonna have to rely on that as well as hoping to God that whoever with that whether it's Sterling Rutherford or Nicholas Morrow. Those two are going to have to step up their game to Roquan's level in terms of the running game because I'm almost worried that it's going to take another step backwards. Last year, there were flashes that it was going backwards with even what I thought was a decent core on the front three. And now... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm a little concerned that that's going to be the weakness this year is their run defense, mm -hmm. which is not a Bears trait whatsoever. Um, but that's where we're at. Otherwise, on the secondary, they're they're leaning heavy on coverage sack and like wasting. Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time in the pocket this year. That That is their big goal, it looks like. And on offense, Luke Getzey getting, getting Justin Fields out of the pocket. Because you're going to have to do it. Yes. You have to with this. There's no way you can't play play action. It's kind of like two podcasters have been, and Bears fans have been saying this for about a year and a half now since, yes. since we decided to get on podcasts on here. I like guess it's like, it's like somebody has said this at some point that we need to do that. Um, and then like Doug Kramer getting hurt that they drafted from Illinois, that hurts. That really yeah. does. People, I don't think people realize that he was going to bring a depth to that if not compete for some playing time that that hurts the o-line tevin jenkins inexperience hurts still we don't know how his back is going to hold up mm -hmm. um, but before i dive too much more into offense you are right because where do the bears hang their hat on they hang it on defense no matter what it's been even with jay cutler 
That defense is good. And where have they been good? They've always had a great interior defensive lineman, some outside backer slash defensive end type, and a good safety. They've always had somebody, whether it was Peanut Tillman, whether it was Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs, whether it was, you know, Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn and everything else. Now we don't have a huge interior defensive line anymore that's going to clog everything up. And switching to that 4-3, it's still an adjustment that they have to make. And do we have big interior line to say, okay, we're going to demand double team somewhere. And they might just double team Robert Quinn, base block everybody else, go after Rokon Smith, then say your two other backers who are inexperienced have to come up and make a play. Eddie Jackson's going to be on an island trying to cover their best guys somewhere. He's going to have to shadow. Now they all have to step up and make a play. So it is a rebuilding year, especially on the defensive side, like big time. I'll tell you, Al-Qadeen Muhammad and Travis Gibson, I mean, especially Gibson, I've known, we've known for a minute, he has, he has quite the potential and he's been an excellent rotational pass rusher um, since he's come in. Uh, Muhammad also, I, he had showed flashes with Indianapolis and mm-hmm. there's a reason why Matt brought him in, you know, trust, that's a trusted, that's yeah, a trusted front front four front three guy you can have and i think you know there's potential on that side i just don't know if you're going to be able to make up for it because i mean they got rid of mac for the fact that he's on the back end of his he was on the back end of his deal he's going to be really expensive and he was pushing or he was in his early 30s and was getting to me if this wasn't the other part but arguably to me he was also getting more injury prone as he aged yes. and I think that was starting to become a little bit of a limitation to what the Bears could do. Robert Quinn last year, they showed they finally got I mean, it's funny, night and day, year over year. Because the year prior, I was saying it was the biggest waste of money the Bears had made in previous years offseason was spending like ten million per sack for Robert Quinn because he only got three in twenty twenty. And then come twenty twenty one, he breaks the Bears sack record. <laughs> yeah, you know topping the great richard dent i'm like okay fine that's great um good you obviously (laughs) retooled yourself you know i'm hoping that we keep seeing that but like you're talking and like we're talking part of the reason that worked was because cleo max on the other side of the field for part for part of the year now credit even when mac got was knocked out for some weeks he still had a motor and was able to get around quinn's a speed rusher he's a good speed rusher you know i just hope that they aren't the teams aren't going to look at that and go all right, he's the guy we got to stop. Because um, I don't, because I mean, besides that, maybe you go, uh, if Gibson's in, okay, maybe we have to be a little more worried on how we handle one on one situations on the opposite side. Um, but I think if you're a team, you, you look at you look at the Bears defense, you go, all right, we slow down Robert Quinn, we keep him getting back there and pressuring him to a minimum. Maybe we chip him more, maybe we make him rush a wider angle outside. Because again, he speed rushes outside, that's his bread and butter. That's mm-hmm. like the main move he does. There's not many tools in his cabinet. Um, and then beyond that, you you know see if you can get anything in the run game because I think that's where pe- teams are going to find their their groove is that this year they're going to be able to run between the tackles a little bit more. Right. Uh, unless Matt has some magic and they condition the hell out of these guys to where they are going to just outplay you every game, which maybe they will, you know. I've heard great things. I live in Indianapolis. I get told all the time about Matt Everfuss. I've seen him, his defenses. You know, I've watched plenty of Colts games myself. I get it. You know, I just want to see that be translated with, unfortunately, what we have this year because there's, it's really to me holding out till next season. They're gonna, they're gonna spend next year. Right. 
Uh, and also, think about the defensive line. You had Robert Quinn, you had Cleo Mack, and then if if healthy, you had Akeem Nix clogging up the middle. So you did you have did. to make a decision on who you were going to get. And yeah. I not- wish we had a healthier Eddie Goldman. He's gone too. You yes. know, we don't get to see another a year with him back and fully healthy, not taking a year off of COVID. I almost wonder if that did kind of derail some of the stuff that he was because 2019 and 2018 he was he was getting on a tear like he was an underrated inside interior lineman mm-hmm. and i almost feel like that year off coupled with last year's will he won't he and then inconsistent play i feel like that kind of derailed his chances of kind of still being here right you know um I know it's negative talk. We're talking about the defense, but we are mm-hmm. held to a high standard. Even when the Bears aren't the get the greatest, their defense still shows up and plays. Like as Brian oh, Rocker yeah. and them were getting older, they still played good defense. They still did things. 2018, even though we were still moving the ball at times, that defense had to play good. Even the last couple of years when we haven't won games, the defense is still like doing good things and taking the ball away and everything else. This year, there's just too many question marks because we're so used to year in, year out having big names. Now we don't. We have a couple, but like even Eddie Jackson was banged up last year. Roquan Smith had to take a huge like load of the defense, and now he's going to be playing his contract year. So is this going to mess with his psyche of how he's going to play? Probably not, but that's still a question mark. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. And, and you know, that, that was unfortunate that we had to step into that. I don't... I don't really have a take on this. Um, I mean, the best I can give you with that whole situation was like, we watched how Allen Robinson's contract played out and how that turned out. So maybe I'm still, I'm still kind of bitter about that mm-hmm. to a degree. Um, but on the other sense of it, there's a lot of other stuff that plays when it comes to contract negotiations. And obviously Roquan was doing it a specific way that also wasn't completely how normal contract negotiations are. I don't know. Nonetheless, the Bears obviously it's a new it's a new regime, and again they're trying to build the best overall team. I've heard the argument too that do you pay a king's ransom for Roquan Smith to then you know worry about how do I budget around a linebacker when you know I do need other stuff like I need another pass rusher I need you know maybe a higher profile interior lineman um, I could use better receiving depth. Right. New offensive linemen, especially, you know, if you're going to go into the free agent market next year, offensive linemen, you know, so it's its own story. He, if we get him one more year, great. I'll be happy that we got what we got from him. Um, but seriously, if he moves on, that will suck. Nonetheless, they're going to lean on him heavy this year. Robert Quinn's going to have to be asked to do more, I think, this season than he did last year, which is kind of crazy to think about because, you know, Again, just the fact Cleo Mack was there for a majority of the season did did give him some some way of kind of leveraging what he wants. But now there, he's going to be having a target on his back again mm-hmm. at his age. So keep that in mind. And then you then I'm looking at Eddie Jackson as the other third guy on this defense. I'm looking at them saying, okay, you got to be that anchor. And we're trying to get back to what Eddie was in 2018. We've heard about how you know his role in the defense post Vic Fangio was kind of rigid. Um, he works better as a free and loose kind of like, you know, head hunting type of guy, not bounty gate head hunting. I'm just talking. He's, he works good as he works good as a dude that basically is keeping his eyes on the ball and trying to make a play off the ball. Yes. 
you know, not being a rigid, specific one section guy or having to be the lever, the guy that is the majority of do- handling tasks and being the safety net. You know, he works better when there's some other dude that's working that he can lean on as the opposite side and he can just go and ball. You know, right. I think I think of like a honey badger type. That's yes. what yes. he wants to be, you know, right. That's a good comparison. So that's that's where the defense sits. And there are positives. I mean, as much negative as there is, Iberflus being a defensive mind. Uh, he was on that little hard knocks, Colts in season hard knocks. Mm-hmm. So you got to see him a little bit there and how they do things. Um, offense will still have a huge question mark, and we already hinted at it. You know, what's the offensive line going to look like? You know, what receivers are do we really have that are going to be like <laughs> the, the guy? It's like Illinois. Like when I watch Illinois, Illinois's got a better quarterback than last year. Their old line is young, but they have a stud at their tackle position. But who's going to be the guy that they throw it to that has to step up? And that's going to be the Bears. Well, who can they – can the refs let them catch the damn ball? Or that too. <laughs> can they let them score a touchdown? Uh, I'm sorry to bring that bad memory up. I just I just still find it funny. We're over. This podcast know, is done. We're over. It's done. <laughs> hey, look, my neck of the woods, IU fans, I sat in the bar, watched that game, and they oh. lost their mind. But I also sat and go, oh, man, one touchdown off the board. We could be having talking a completely different game right now. Hey, at but, least we didn't do what LSU did. But anyway, oh good okay. God, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian Brian Kelly, and I, and this comes from a dude that more aligns as a Notre Dame fan. If we're talking any college football standing, <laughs> you you wait, you could have had it at Notre Dame. You were you're the winningest coach of the team, and you took the money. So you can get your ass kicked in the SEC. Have fun with that. He wanted know? to beat Nick Saban. That's why he went to the SEC. Sure, he did. I know you're a Nick Saban fan, but I, I, I just find that hilarious. Like, like Brian, the Brian Kellys, the Oklahomas, the Texases of the world. Oh, we're going, we're going for the money. <laughs> you guys are gonna suck. <laughs> I mean, seriously, come on. I, I could have a whole, I could have a whole laughable college football podcast just on my thoughts on college football. If you want my thoughts on college football, boy, am I a cynical <laughs> cynical bastard about college football. I'm oh, but man, I love college football, though, so much. <laughs> I know you do. I love I it. Have fun. I have fun with it, too. I just have a different light on how I look at the sport. Just going to be honest. Um, nonetheless, let, let's, let, me, let me go back a bit. You talk about receiving talent. I mean, Jesus Christ, Chicago. Oh, Obviously, Darnell Mooney, I'm with people. I think he's going to have a breakout year even more than what his 1,000-yard season last year. Um, I I see, I can see that. You know, I think him and Fields had a good chemistry last year. It's going to keep growing. Um, it really depends to me on the steps Cole Komet makes because I mm-hmm. think that there he has potential to do that. There were signs last year, preseason, of course, against Cleveland we saw that was there. And I'm also banking on my fantasy team to do that. So, Cole, you better have a good year. Uh, nonetheless, I, I, I think that the Bears getting a you know getting Cole more involved, and Bayless Jones. You know, everyone's talked about Bayless Jones. You know, whether it's whether it's his age, whether it's the potential that he has, and I'm just talking both sides of the coin, honestly. Um, but him in the slot, I think, you know, can help elevate that offense depending on how much of a steal he was for that spot and then the bears of course did invest in other people in the receiving core but they're injured like yes. tajay sharp who i was kind of happy that they picked up on the cheap except he's gone for the year yes uh, Nikhil harry getting traded for a seventh rounder which is like all right they got him for the cheap 
Now he's out at least four weeks. (laughs) So (laughs) the injury bug in the receiving core did not favor kindly to Chicago, but you know, the guys they have available. I mean, they also have I always have pronouncing Equanimous St. Brown. I am sorry. Um, or they also have Dante Pettis, and then they picked up uh, Amir Smith Marset off of uh, waivers, which I've heard some all right things from from Vikings fans. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a world beating receiving core, but there are things there. There's potential. Again, you can tell the theme is some potential. There's potential. You know, there's stuff here. There's potential like, in this rebuilding time that we're in. In this rebuilding time, <laughs> the Bears won't say it publicly, but this is this is rebuilding, guys. It's been it's it's a rebuild. It, it's it, that's what they're doing right now. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, but we do have David Montgomery's still, and we still yeah, have and Cleo Herbert right behind him. So thunder and lightning. If it's they don't nice. use if they don't use him, I'm going to throw a fit. Uh, just a should. fit. Start start rotating these people, these guys. Both of them can catch. Both of them can can run and be bruising. So why not? And to have a and have a OC that was coaching at Green Bay and bring that type type of knowledge in does help. Well, so. yeah, well, they had they had AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. I think that's an instant saying. All right, this worked here. Right. What if we took these two good running backs and did the same thing here? <gasps> Shocker! Don't tell Matt Nagy that because it doesn't work. Oh Jesus, Matt! Matt Nagy's over in Kansas City, living up the uh, post post Chicago Bears head coaching dream. I get to be an assistant on a winning team. I get to be the assistant to Andy Reid coaching the quarterbacks. But hey, that could be why they don't win a Super Bowl. That would be oh, the common Matt. denominator: Matt Nagy coaching Patrick Mahomes, and then Andy. Don't roll him out of the pocket. He's got a good line. We don't need to roll him out. Just. <laughs> Just stay in the pocket, throw it up. Scramble drill, never heard of her. Just just don't never do heard it. Of, never heard of the scramble drill. I can't believe for a man that is that was a quarterback coming coming up into coaching. And played arena football. And played arena football, which yeah, oh that's funny. That's so funny to me. If that was the case. Oh, and my fantasy football team name is uh How I Commit Your Mother. You know, get oh it? look at you. Look at you. That's cheeky. And I couldn't draft him. Somebody took him. I was like, that's not fair. It's in my name. And he's gone. <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's good. That's good. Um, which I, I'm going to – I'll put a, post a hypothetical here for you. Um, between – who's going to be the number two receiver to you, I guess? I was going to say between Pringle and Jones. That could obviously change depending on how the year goes. But who's your number two? I'm leaning on – I'm going to lean on Pringle, but that's also hard for me to say because they drafted Jones third round. I would say at the very beginning of the year, you'll see Pringle, but you're going to see Jones rotate in a lot. And Mm -hmm. especially if they put him on like special teams returning kicks, because they possibly will do that. Yeah, if he starts, if he starts making some moves, you're going to start seeing him more. And then you could see them start going five wide just to bring him in. I could see that happening. But going five wide scares me with this offensive line. So I think they need to stay away from that. But that's just me. Um, but I think those first couple games, because, you know, we'll get to them playing the 49ers here real soon, but on their schedule, they got a tough beginning schedule. You you might see him start to get really some 
reps when they get to Houston week three. So you're 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 probably right, but then you're eventually going to see that like they draft him for a reason, um, and he might slowly take over. You know, being young and fast. Mm, maybe I, I'm 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 gonna watch that one like a like a hawk because again the rep the rap report between uh, Fields and Mooney is already there. That was there like last year. That was like I think. I think it was like one of the main things that stuck out at the end of the season was, okay, Darnell and Justin are getting hooked up pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they started finding out what they wanted, and, you know, they apparently did a lot of specific training with each other this offseason. So those two, I think, will be their go. It'll be the bread and butter combo if you're going to look for a reliable guy to throw to. Um, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, I'm looking like those guys. Because, I mean, Cole Komet, I hope, takes a step. I just don't know if he'll be – the primary second target maybe could be wrong but you know if i'm if i'm like i guess i'm basing off green bay because you know green bay uses their tight ends like robert tungian like he's another great option but he's not like their second option you know i mean that's even with me going like people asking and the green bay had a second option post Devontae adams no come on they i mean i still there still were other guys that were throwing too you know so right, he could be like, like a, a like a like, like a Valdez Scandling yeah, out there, yeah. or like uh, Alan Lazard. I'm yes. talking like that. Like Mooney, as much as it's comparing apples to oranges, somewhat still, Mooney is the Bears' Devonte Adams. You're then looking for who's the who's the more Lazard or really more the Von, Valdez Scandling number two guy. You know, I was ready to say like Jones could be kind of like the Lazard, like making his way into that and like making some catches, especially against like a Houston. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe he can catch. Oh, he's he's pretty shifty. And then all of a sudden he's the one getting mm-hmm. screens. He's the one getting the short pass game. He's the one running scramble when he's rolling out and maybe he goes deep now in the or you know, all that stuff. So Or or we hope Jones is a in prime Randall Cobb. Or Randall Cobb, yes. Yeah. You know, I think that's also what I could hope for, you know. Because I mean he's gonna be your your primarily your slot guy, so that's another no. theme with being a Bears fan at the very beginning is hope, hopeful. Mm-hmm. We hope that yeah. this happens. I mean, it's fair, and it, it really it, that leans on the offensive line. You know, I, I think again, can they do what they need to do? You know, run run game, they can run block. You know, run blocks easy. Run straight ahead and beat the other guy on the opposite side of the line. Uh, for the most part, you know, um, the pass blocking, the pocket formation, the recognition of you know the twists and different maneuvers that is that is the thing and how much are we rolling out justin fields you know is that pocket going to develop well enough to where justin is a pocket passer not having to hope that he's getting an alley to run out of there you know yeah unless uh because that show i didn't know it was a show that maggie and perloff show that i called out Mm-hmm. When she said it's not, it doesn't take long for an offensive lineman to get acclimated with the team because all they do is push people. And I freaked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I freaked out. Oh, no, 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 no. And it, it takes a while. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But yes, offensive line wise, for the Bears, they understand their run game because we've ran the ball decently. But you're all right. Where they, where they struggled was they only could run certain run plays and then pass protection. And then when they didn't do six-man protection, you know, they wanted to just leak out the running back. 
I think because of coming from Green Bay, they had to protect Aaron Rodgers and, you know, doing chip blocking and moving the pocket. And I think they will. And that's where Justin Fields will have success. You keep having him drop back and throw it. Yeah. During the preseason, did he throw some dimes in the games? Mm -hmm. Absolutely he did. But when you're going against full strength 49ers, when you're going against full strength Buffalo Bills later on, like that type of stuff, are you going to be able to make those throws consistently? And you saw it. I don't know if people watched the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. Ohio State quarterbacks all play the same. They sometimes look really, really, really good, and they're throwing dimes. Then there's times they overthrow posts by 10 yards, and that was happening against Notre Dame. C.J. Stroud struggled, and that's just what happens. Justin Fields, it was a one-read quarterback. Then there was times he was on fire, and it's going to continue on with the Bears. But if you do zone reads and have him run, roll out of the pocket, give him screens, give him short, quick game, then, then he gets confident, then he opens up in the intermediate game, and that's where they'll be. But again, the receivers have to do their job. And they're just all going to look at Mooney. They're going to look at him and be like, that's the guy. Komet dropped passes last year, so they're going to sit there and say, you have to catch passes. And that's where they're going to be as Chicago Bears fans. I do think you're going to get a – As we, I, I just, I'm going to transition a little bit into our game preview uh, in a way. Yeah, we need to get there. But, I, but I, I, and I guess I – mean, sure, I mean, we can just dive in right now. Why not? Because I do, I do think if we're talking offense – like if we're talking Bears offense, at least I, I believe you are. You're going to get a reasonable test, or at least what you can expect from Chicago. I think in Week One, um, and, and I know San Francisco has a few questions. You know, and Trey Lance. That's that's kind of a similar deal. You know, he's going to be its first full year behind center. You know, he had preseason action that he was looking you know solid to all right with, but now he's going to be in front of you know real game time scenario thing is he has arguably a bit better supporting cast than you know say a justin fields and a bit much better line than justin fields does yes on his side of the ball so you know i think both sides of the ball for the bears you're gonna get you're gonna get good litmus tests of okay how good is this pass rush for example um how quickly adapted are these secondary guys like brisker and gordon uh, in particular, which I mean, Brisker, you know, had made an impact in the preseason. I mean, that was that was the most I had heard. You know, was Brisker and and Jackson were looking solid this, mm-hmm. the, during the preseason. So the safety play, I'm loving the sound of it. That's what I want to hear. Those bl- they're going to blanket. I like it. Um, but now you're going to get real time scenario, and then you know, I think for the off for the Bears offense in particular, you know, the 49ers did lose a few pieces in the off season. Um, but they still have an imposing front seven. Mm-hmm. It, it, it still is a really formidable group. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's group, guys, you, you, we know at this point, you, know, you can have them where most of their roster is knocked out for the year, and that's that can happen. It, they, Kyle, that Kyle Shanahan teams, it just seems like they have that one year where they will lose like a quarter of their starters, but they will still fight like hell. Like That is mm-hmm. a good, well-coached unit every year. Um, so yeah, really good litmus test for the bear. If you're a bears fan and you're wanting to see like where maybe you stack up. Cause I mean, San Francisco, I mean, remember they were with them with the, most of the roster they have right here. They were on the doorstep of getting to the super bowl last season. Yes. You know, against LA. So keep that in mind. This is, this is no slouch of a team to go against week one. Right. You know, this is a good test to see where you're at for 2022. Yeah. Cause I know Mitchell's still a little banged up at running back for them, but if he comes in healthy, 
Uh, that will be a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Debo Samuel is still questionable. Now, when they say questionable at the end of the year, are they really out? It's just kind of a, like, oh, they're a little sore. They're, you mm-hmm. know, but still. Now, where San Francisco is going to be interesting is you have Jimmy G now as the backup because they couldn't trade him because of his shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? I'm not saying it's happened to the Bears, but it could. What if he throws like two interceptions? Then are people going to start yelling Jimmy G, Jimmy G, because he's right behind him? Right. That's the guy that took you to the doorstep last year, even though, yes, he wasn't always the main guy. You know, again, Garoppolo, I know he hasn't been as flashy with that big contract, but he still has performed. So you do wonder. And, and like we talked about, you know, this is Lance's first season where he's getting the whole nine yards of the, of the main saddle. He has quite, they have, they have questions going in because he hasn't played too much in the pre, in the regular season light. He looked okay ish last year when he had times, but how much of that next step? Do we get him a Holmes next step or do we have a guy that isn't fully prepared for that spotlight yet? That's what we're waiting to see. Right. But like you said, luckily for him, He's got pieces around him and now doing a full summer of being with the team and doing all, you know, fall camp and, you know, all that stuff. So we'll see what what he's capable of doing. Um, But you're right. This is a good, decent first test because this isn't the Buffalo Bills coming in week one where we already know what it's going to be looking like. We have an idea of what San Francisco is going to look like, but they are another year older with this group. You know, are they going to be playing the same? But Kyle Shanahan is a master on offense. So the type of run that he's going to see, can that defensive line hold up against the wide zone stuff they're going to do on offense with the 49ers? Do they keep the playbook simple for Trey Lance and do the same type of thing that Justin Fields needs to do is move the pocket, short game, play Mm -hmm. action, all that stuff. If Mitchell is healthy, he's going to have a great run game behind a good offensive line. But it will be a good test to kind of see where they are. And if the Bears come out and they keep the game close – they could pull it off if they're keeping it close and the 49ers start tightening up a little bit, you know, and the bears don't have any pressure because they were predicted to win four games or whatever this year. Like nobody's thinking anything. It's a possibility. And then I'm sitting here going again, what if Trey Lance struggles during this game and they're close to win? Do they throw Jimmy G in and say, you know what? All you do is win somehow, somehow all you do is win and they just throw him in and he brings them back. Right. I mean, I to me, I think you know, I want to, I want for the most part, I just want to get, want to get how that line is operated, and I really want to dive in more on, you know, is Luke get like I said, Luke Getzey sound like, and is shown he's committed to, you know, getting more of an opened up, spread out the line and play action type of offense that's getting guys in space, getting his QB in space, you know, hopefully, and it looks like encouraging you, you think encouraging Justin Fields to use his legs more. Um, and I think as well, like if you're trying to look at the, at this, this contest, I'd be focusing on don't let Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead be the guys that dictate how this game goes. Right. You know, cause I think, you know, I, I'll be, those two are going to be who may, who I think will make or break how this contest goes. Cause you don't, cause obviously you want to avoid the pressure as much as you can, which play action easily can do that if it's executed properly. I mean, there's also the play action that's disastrous and the guy's gotten through and blows you up and you don't want, you don't want guys just messing up their assignments. But 
if you execute it correctly, you get him rolling out of the pot like or bootleg, I should say. Mm-hmm. I've been saying play action, but bootleg in particular will help you a lot in that regard. Um, you know, get him in space and then see what you can do to attack that secondary as much as you can. Because I think that's I think if you can give Justin Fields time, he can do some damage against the 49ers in the secondary. I think that's very likely. But you got to make sure that front four, that front seven, including, of course, Fred Warner, that they aren't dictating how this contest goes. Right. Because they, they can definitely take over games. Those three, those three in particular, they will, they can ruin your, your afternoon if you let them. And I'll be interested to see how they, how they use Komet because sometimes with a good defensive end, you might see that tight end over there and like chip him and make sure that he's, thrown off but like you said then that opens up Fred Warner to come running through the middle when you're focusing on the defensive end that's why Cleo Mack was so huge for the Bears they're focused on him now you've got Roquan Smith Roman free you've got Robert Quinn on the other side Roman free Mm -hmm. so I will be interested to see how they even use Komet and short passing game and blocking because he's a big boy so he can go in there and block so I'll be interested to see what they do with that against the 49ers and I'll be interested to see tempo. I don't know if they want to go up tempo like they do with the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers. I don't see that happening, but they could. I hope I hope they do a little. I, I If they're comfortable enough, I hope that they can. I, I hope so, too. And then, you know, defensively, I think you have to really confuse Trey Lance. I think coming in with, even though we have new guys on defense, Eberflus will come in and say, all right, we got to, change up what we're doing. We got to look a little different here and there to get Trey Lance confused. He's new. And mm-hmm. if we, I think they have to try to make Trey Lance beat them. I think if they sit there and say, you know what? He's just going to have to pass on us, take away the run game, be physical with wide receivers and just say, you know what? He's going to have to beat Trey Lance has to be the reason they beat us on offense. Right. That's a good, I mean, I, I cannot say you're wrong because I think that we, we know at this point that, you know, Jalen Johnson's gonna knock, gonna lock down whoever's on his side. I mean, he, as we saw last year, it, he if he, if he's targeted, he's either gonna make it a hell of a fight for you to get the ball, or he's been showing that he is indeed that that number one option that they picked up two years prior, and has been worth that draft pick throughout the all the way that second round. So, you know, he he's been a great pickup, and I think they are hoping that you know Kyler Gordon is going to be that other side lockdown corner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and th- really I think that's what we're going to be testing out is okay, you know, is that is Kyler going to be that opposite side J- that that opposite side of Jalen Johnson's like ying to yang because yeah, that'll make Trey Lance's day a living hell because if you are slowing down what options are available, again, what does this do? It designs it so that the pressure creates that I'm sorry didn't say pressure it designs it to where the secondary helps then create the pressure mm-hmm. for that defense to then make it a living nightmare in the backfield so the design of this defense for four three you it is a little bit baller on a budget right now mm-hmm. but they are banking hard that that secondary is going to make and make it hard for defenses or for offenses on the opposite side to to kind of pick apart what's actually available you know right so that's what it's leaning. And then beyond that, you have to hope that they're game planning to, like you said, stop Elijah Mitchell. Yes. You know? yes. So that way, well, or Debo Samuel, any of the tricky 
inside runner RPO concepts that Kyle Shanahan loves to use with his with his offense, you know, especially Debo being the the gadget receiver archetype that he is. If he's moving anywhere on the line, if he is motioning anywhere, you hope to God that they are ready for it because they will they will find a way to make it to where it'll be devastating. So I, I do think that pre- pressure's key. The secondary play is going to be the one that'll make or break you. Um, and it's kind of a toss-up. I actually find this game as a toss-up because of that. You know, Trey Lance, un- the uncertainty of what Trey Lance will be week one, I'm kind of iffy on... I mean, I'm I'm leaning one way or another right now. I'll make a pick soon, but you know. yeah, because the more you said that, then I went back and I was, I was like, well, we think about Kittle. He's got Kittle to throw to. He's got Samuel to throw to. He does he, I mean he has good options? He's got great options. Ayuka, if Ayuka returns back to what he was two years ago, same deal. They have a good core, um, but I just think you know, if the Bears, if the Bears secondary is as well built as we are getting it hyped up to be, then. This makes for a very much a much more fascinating game than what has been than what has been talked about just by looking at the 49ers offense. Right. So, so maybe the Bears are really gonna bank on this game of maybe they have real confidence in their front four, at least on the line, saying if they can plug up the middle and everybody getting coverage can really bang with the receivers. And if Roquan Smith and them in the middle can make the tackles on Mitchell quickly. And everybody mm-hmm. else can be physical with Samuel and and Kittles and keep everything short right in front of them. Ben, don't break type of mentality and say, Trey Lance, even though you've got these guys, you still have to make the throw. So if they can move things around, stun up front, bring a blitz later on, move things around, it is possible that they compete. And before we pick, like they will to compete in it just by X's and O's. What worries them is the lack of experience from top to bottom as it progresses forward. And if Jimmy G comes in, I'm going to keep dying on that hill. If they bring him back in. <laughs> if they have to switch. <laughs> the $6 million man <laughs> comes into play. Because I'm a Jimmy G guy. So I'm like, if they bring him in, it's a little different. So I do. That's that's the only reason why I feel a little better going against the 49ers because of who the quarterback is. But everybody else is still good. That defense is still good. The offense is still good. Like, it's still, but there, there. You're saying there's a chance, and there is a chance. It is. Yeah, a- you know, you know what? I'm gonna be that early season optimist that maybe is ready to have my heart broken. I'll do it. I'm taking Chicago in this one, twenty to seventeen, baby. I'm going with it. I'll yeah. stick with it and get myself knocked down a peg if they lose. But if not, we're gonna ride a wave into week two against green Bay where I know they'll get kicked, kicked over. <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm taking it. I'm going to go with it. Give me that week one win. Yeah. Cause on ESPN, it says 72.4% matchup prediction for 49ers. Um, <laughs> minus seven for the Niners. Money line is minus three twenty. over under is 41 points. I mean, at least it's a possession minus seven. So it's close. It's probably because of Trey Lance. I'm telling you, it's probably because of who their quarterback is. And you could be right. Like, it's uncertainty. You know, betters hate uncertainty. Okay. Anything that, that doesn't, that isn't, that isn't uh, clear as day and that there's fog in front of their face. Yeah. That's probably going to hurt a little bit on how they look at a betting at any lines. So 
do I want to be think, optimistic I'm taking, too? I'm taking Chicago. I, I guess I think I think I talked myself into taking Chicago here. Do I want to be optimistic and say 21-14 Bears? Do I just want to say they come down and win? I could do that. Oh, you you got them by a touchdown. Ah, no, that's too much. That's real optimist. <laughs> I'll say 24-21. Okay. Because we do have Close a decent game. kicker. We have a decent kicker, so maybe we come down and kick a field goal. Right. Or Robbie, or we'll all laugh when Robbie Gold breaks our hearts. Or he, or it's flip flop. 49ers win 24 21 when he comes down and makes field goal. When Jimmy right. G comes into the game and leads him down the field. See, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. He'll take away that, he'll take away that big smile I had from uh, last, from last winter when he basically kicked Green Bay out of the playoffs for us. That was like the bright spot of my year was watching Robbie Gold of all people. You're- and, Aaron Rodgers' run to a championship again. You're so happy, and then after it's over, you go, wait a minute. He could still be in Chicago he could still right be now. Here. <laughs> and maybe they said he was too expensive. And then and maybe then, we don't doink it in 2018. Mm-hmm. And at least we move on. We're not saying we're winning the Super Bowl, but by God, we don't have the doink. We don't have a curse in 2019. Like maybe stuff is different. Maybe we're sitting here Super Bowl champs. I have no idea. They said he was too expensive. I said, you're a moron. (laughs) He was too expensive, and we're saving money for next year. You don't cut stars. It just doesn't. You don't do it. They're saving money for Arlington Heights. That's what they're doing. Sure they are. (laughs) Yes, of course they are. Of course they are. You you know what? I'll, I'll I'll even add this on while we're talking on that. I've come. I've come to. I've gone to the acceptance terms of. I. I understand they're going there now. I'm. I'm not as bitter as last year. I. I have basically. I have gone through all the stages of grief and gone. You know what? This is fine. I see the benefit. I'm just gonna let it go. Hey, it's it's gonna happen. Everybody has to accept it. There's gonna be a casino. There's gonna be a hotel. There's gonna be this. There's gonna be that. It's probably gonna be a dome, and we all just have to sit back and go. You know what? <sighs> I, I kind of. I accept it, but I also hope it doesn't. I, I actually want it to be like SoFi where there's like a little open gap. I was going to say, I, I almost think what they should do is retractable domes. That way during football season, it's forcing people to come up and still play in the snow. But you still have the roof to close. So you can host a Super Bowl. You can host NCAA March Madness and maybe host a neutral psych college football game, quote unquote. Right. Host a Super Bowl that I'll never be able to afford. No, but by God, I'll be sitting in the casino right across the street watching it. Hey, dropping some some money. This is going to be my year. I'm going big. I'm taking this one home. (laughs) I'll take the winnings and walk my happy ass over and buy a ticket and walk into the Super Bowl. Like, I won this. I'm coming in. Sir, it's uh, two minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, this this is fine. fine. It's a one-possession game. I'm I'm going in. (laughs) It's fine. Um, but yeah, so we have Bears winning by three just because of the uncertainty of Trey Lance. Yeah, uncertainty yeah. Trey Lance, and I think we'll we'll go with you know what everyone says they're over early season confidence. Why not? Let's jump on. Let's jump on the train. You know, well, because what's the, what's the worst that could happen? We have to play Green Bay week two. That's the worst that could happen, right? Got to play Green Bay week two. We have uh, actually, yeah. Let me. <laughs> wrap up the show with what we got in store. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first first month of the season ain't too bad. I mean, 
if you get through San, if you can get the win in San Francisco, you probably lose to Green Bay, but then you have Houston and New York back to back. You can be three and one come early October. Yeah, going going heading to going into Minnesota. Yep, and then I mean, then after that you got the Commanders. Like that's even that one. Yeah, and then you got the Patriots. It depends. Depends. Dallas, no. Miami, I don't think so either. Detroit, sure. Atlanta, sure. New York, sure. Green Bay, no. Philly, eh. Buffalo, no. Detroit, sure. Minnesota, depends on where we're at in the year. And what sucks is I've like become a Lions fan from Hard Knocks watching uh, Dan Campbell. It's hard to not root for a guy. Dude's just intense. Just intense. So I'll root for the Lions when they're not playing the Bears. But it's still a winnable game. Still, yeah. still very much, still very much alive. You know, if we can handle them last year with who we had at head coach, I would like to think we can compete with who we have now. Um, but you know, we if we do go four and whatever, four and whatever it is, mm-hmm. there are going to be Bears fans that are going to roar up and freak out. We'll see. All, all depends on honestly if we beat Green Bay, I'll I will be that guy where I'm going, okay, maybe we are here, you know. Cause I mean that I mean that that'll be the true like I think change of game pace type of thing where I'm going, all right, I have I have some cockiness about me, you know. Cause it's Green Bay. <laughs> if if we compete in the first Green Bay game and then we go on to beat Texans, Giants, and Vikings and Commanders then then I think you can have an argument. Of wild card in our sights at that point. In my wild opinion. card in sight. And then say, you know what? We did it with this. And then next year they're going to spend money and get some guys. You know, maybe they do trade for Jimmy G next year and then we go to Super Bowl. Yep. The, the, true, the true good luck charm. See, see, we aren't always, it's not always negative. The, the, and we're positive. Look at that. Look. See, there's good things on the horizon. We see it. We just gotta get through all the garbage again. That's all it is. There's this garbage island over the over the thing, and we just gotta dig through it or go over it. We're trying right. to figure out which way it's going. There's always a positive. There's a good. De- there's a good destination on the opposite side. But you're right. Get through the garbage first. So we're both gonna be positive. I wasn't going to. Then you convinced me. I was gonna go with San Francisco, but you convinced me to go positive with the Bears. Um, anything else we missed? Uh, you know what? I mean, I was going to say maybe the, we, the stadium co- co- talk was probably the only thing, if anything, but I don't know. I think, I think we're good for a season primer. I think we're good. You know? Yeah. There's been no, at some point this month, they'll come out officially about the, the Arlington Heights place. But until supposedly that- there's supposedly there's rumors, they're already taking a uh, construction bids for it. Yeah, they're in escrow right now, and then there's going to be more about what they want to do. Lori Lightfoot's claim that they're like, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this to Soldier Field, and they're like, it's too late for that. I'll tell I'll tell you what I think they're going to do, and I, I, I'm buying it even more. If I'm the, the NFL, I know it won't expand probably for a minute, but if I'm a bitter Chicago mayor <laughs> or a bitter Chicago city council, oh, you're I t- lever- She's bitter? <laughs> what? <laughs> No, no, no. Here's what I do. Look at look at the uh, other two larger cities in Chicago, uh, in terms of media size, L.A. and New York. You know what's com- you know what's common with those two cities? 
They got two, two teams. teams. Now, credit, the Bears have been around forever, so it would be kind of hard to put a new team in. But if I'm a bitter Chicago City mayor, as well as a bitter city council, you know what I'm doing? I say, hey, sh- hey NFL, I got a soldier field right here. Want to put a team in? They'll be in downtown. <laughs> but it's a media market that's third in the nation. Somebody did say the Jaguars would be interested in making the jump. If that's the case, uh, my co-host on my arena football show would have an aneurysm. <laughs> and I would probably be out of show. I'll, I'll dive in for you. I'll, I'll pick up the slack. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you the ways of arena football at that point. I almost tr- walk, I almost went to a tryout for an arena football team in Danville, Illinois. Did you, almost. did you really? Almost. And I realized I was old. Oh, well. I was like 20. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's all right. That would, are you talking recently? Oh, no. By this way. was like 2011. 2010. Oh, never mind. I, I there's like a there's a team called the Central Illinois Royals that I try I talked to their coach once, so that's why I'm asking. But no, that would have been way before that team existed. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was was it right before? No, the recession was in twenty two thousand eight. At some point, there a lot of cuts were coming through the Arena Football League, and that's gotcha. And people went there to try out, and I quickly realized, one, I'm old. Two, they pay you like 100 bucks a game because of all the cutbacks. I was like, nah. Nah. It's, uh, it's the breaks, man. It's a, hard, it's, a, it's a dedicated life to be an arena football player. Just, just going to put it out there. But that would be the next thing. If a, if a team does come to Chicago, are they still going to be the Chicago Bears while they're at Arlington? Or when they come to Chicago, is it going to be... You know, I mean, I guess they could because it's the New York Jets and the New York Giants. It could be the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Jaguars. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. All I'm saying is if I'm, I'm telling you, I I think I can see it happening within like the next decade plus. They get a second Chicago team because the NFL, think about this too. I I can't believe we're always, we're swaying into this at the end of the show, but the NFL and I, I'll say it this way, the NFL are greedy bastards. Yes. And I mean greedy bastards compared to the rest of the big five sports leagues. I could easily see someone like a Jerry Jones go, you know not be great? What if we put another team in that big market and leverage it even harder for TV deals? Mm-hmm. How about they do it? You know? How about well, they do it? Well, that's that's half of the push to go to Arlington. I mean, yeah, they'll get, they'll get their money that way. But I'm just saying, you have a big 60,000-seat stadium that still has decent amenities and is in the heart of the city that you can then get maybe fans that hate that one team but get a new fan base or something. I don't know. I mean, that's well, just my thought. I could be wrong. Well, no, know? like that's why Chicago's going to Arlington is because NFL wants money. So that's already proven they want money. Then, like you said, oh, we can have even more money? It's better Bears fans <laughs> go and they switch teams. What <laughs> do you think a team will leave where they are now to go do that? Or do you think they'll expand and add two teams, put one in Chicago and then find another spot to create one? Uh, I don't know. See, I don't see the like you're talking the Jaguars. I heard that. I've heard that rumor, but I just don't see it because Shad Khan is 
to me is kind of seems like a dedicated owner where I think he'd be more like, I honestly think he'd be more likely to just move to London if they were to do it like that London rumor to me, I feel like it'd be more making sense just based on his businesses. But, um, he did go to U of I though. So he understands. Uh, well, okay. I mean, if you're, if we're talking that connection, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, there's always been uncertainty with the Jags with that sense of like fan with at least that area area and kind of the success. And maybe that would help with, but I don't know if it's like Montreal Expos and the MLB levels of, okay, maybe we need to consider moving these guys yet um, in terms of like that fan engagement or the area of concerns with like stadium. So I think the NFL would be more likely to build a brand new team in Chicago. And then they could take uh, the other team and put in St. Louis because there's already a stadium. <laughs> right. I mean, well, I mean, honestly, they really they could try it. Credit. That's. I think that also is if the X. Well, nah. You know what? That's that's going too far. Because even me being the diehard alt football guy that I am with the XFL, like St. Louis would welcome the NFL in a heartbeat back just because money. Um, and you could still have them play those games there because they play in the spring. So that's still getting your. Mm-hmm. You could do something with that stadium, expand it, and then be like, okay, to justify the only- it. The only thing I would say if you did that, though, if you're St. Louis, and this is just off what I, my basis on St. Louis, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't live in the area. I'm not a resident, obviously, but I would say part of the stipulation to get them in and maybe get goodwill, you got to get someone I think knows the local area well. Mm-hmm. It, it's a city that's been burned now a few times by sports teams. I mean, you look at the history of not just like football, but like basketball in that city um yeah it's it's kind of a it's kind of in a place that teams have come and gone so like you got to like really build some goodwill if you're going there just make kurt warner the gm there you go that would make things real easy for people they'll they'll trust him gm kurt warner here encouraging you to buy your season tickets now at (laughs) nfl.com and then subscribe to nfl plus and it's subscribed to NFL Plus for five night for four ninety nine, <laughs> which I thought about getting just for the coaching thing, the all twenty twenty two film. Uh, you know, for five bucks, I might do it for that. That actually might be my sell. Is not not the preseason, but the all the all twenty two film. And I'm the guy that's waiting. I want other people to get it first, and then when they tell me about it, then uh, I make the leap. You're, you're you just don't want to be that early adopter, made a mistake type of thing, right? Because. When people jump on that, like I didn't get Disney Plus right away. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I got it was because of COVID. I was like, well, there's nothing else to do. Might as well pay the 80 bucks for a year. Okay. And a dick. so I'm that guy. I'm the guy. But but anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, positive on the Bears. Um, I think that's it. I think we're wrapping that up for this Bears season. NFL's back. College football's back. Uh, yeah. Then it will roll right into XFL and USFL coming back in and, and arena football. And it'll just, just keep going. All your football. My dream <laughs> has been realized. I don't have to miss a day. You, Every week I could have a football game. You'll never have an off season. It's glorious. This, this, is, this is my life now, our life now. Well... Zach, thanks for coming. We'll try to do it each week, depending on schedules. And by our schedules, I mean mine. It'll be mine because 
It is what it is. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, try to do this weekly. It might be a segment. It might be the third segment. We have my normal podcast. I have my Geek Corner one. Then maybe we'll do a third one. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. But thanks for coming on. Guys, check out his podcasts, all eight of them. He has a lot eight out there. <laughs> you cracked me up. Uh, but then be on the lookout for uh, uh, what, what's the Sunday morning one again? Uh, fourth and four. We'll be bringing that back. That's going to be uh, it'll be live streamed. Uh, it should be on Twitter, Facebook, um, and maybe YouTube. Uh, channels are pending because we don't really have a dedicated channel for it. I think it's going to go through Hilo Sports, but I could be wrong. We'll we'll see. All I know is I'll promote it on my Twitter, which you can find at Zach Kyleman, and I will share it on there. So stay tuned for that. Coming this Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. It's too early for me. Maybe I won't be up. It's just... <laughs> oh, Sunday's my time to sleep. We'll we'll see. I, we're actually having our production meeting this week, so we'll we'll let you know. Might change. Might be eleven. You might be able to get. But it. if you need a guest, I will wake up for that. Oh yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll knock on Twitter. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming back, talking Chicago Bears. Check out all Zach's podcast, Twitter. Be on the lookout for all that stuff. Football's back. It's the best time. Football's been here, but NFL's back. College football's yeah. back. And it just all rolls together. Best time of the year. Don't watch NBA. Nobody cares. Uh, (laughs) So that's been this episode. Zach, thanks for coming on, guys. We'll see you next time. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.